Welcome to the Relentless Courage Podcast. My name is John Howard, husband and father of three, ultra-endurance athlete, and business owner. In reading the article, How Block Training Can Help or Hurt Ultramarathon Training, I found it very interesting. As I read my superior story in 2000, uh, from 2019, I had cover images for each chapter. And chapter 15 uh, was a good friend of mine, John Gustafson. He has a Facebook group called Run With Purpose, and he um, posted this article on that Facebook uh, page and asked for my feedback. So I decided it would be a good idea to sit down and and write. I love answering questions. It's a conversation, not a lecture, y'all. Even though a lot of times it's just me on here talking, it's a conversation, not a lecture. Comment. I want to hear your thoughts. Give me stuff you want me to talk about. Um around ultramarathoning business, anything you want to hear about, uh, and I would love to at least give my thoughts. Uh, Let's get to the reading here. I wrote and I will now read. I like what Jason Koop, he's the author of the article, Jason Koop, says about it being fairly advanced form of training, that is block training. The better we know ourselves, the better it works. I would also expand on that and say... um, you know, it's a good way for us to get to know ourselves as well. We just got to be smart. We do need to be careful not to pound out too much intensity for days in a row. Time and miles are different. Intensity is also different from all that. Uh, it's a great way to squeeze in some meaningful training in a short amount of time. Uh, early in the season, I'll still do a more traditional program. But leading up to a big event, I like the block style training because it gives me an opportunity to take inventory after day one, get rest into the second half of a long effort, and test fueling a few weeks out from an event. <clears throat> you know, the reason why I got into block training in the first place is really threefold. One, because everybody said I should. Two, my kids were small and it was easier to put the ultra hat on for a few days and be available elsewhere the rest of the time. And three, I really enjoyed the challenge of it all. Uh, A few challenges I've given myself over the years. A couple of them are actually from 2014 that I'll talk about here. In 2014, that's the year I finished my first Superior 100. During five straight days in July, I ate slash ran slash covered five miles for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It was challenging, and I traveled slowly. Made it through the week, though, and made it through the Superior 100 later that fall. Yeah, there was a lot of lightning that week. A couple of my runs were really quite freaky. Uh, I did do one on the treadmill just because the lightning was creeping me out. Like, you can when you can feel the lightning and you, the hair on your neck like stands up. That whole year was lightning. Started at Zumbro. Another story altogether. That same year, I ran a half marathon on the Superior Hiking Trail. The evening prior to the Voyager 50 mile, I finished the 50 mile in time and felt great after. Uh, Pretty much every year, I head up to the Superior Hiking Trail for a big block of training prior to the Superior 100. In 2014, I did 63 miles in about 36 hours. In 2018, my friend Jason and I did a marathon overnight, slept, and then covered 20-plus miles the following day after a big breakfast at, uh, I think it's the Backwoods in Silver Bay. This year, I didn't travel north. But I did do a big block here at home to dial in nutrition primarily. 
it was a three-day block and nothing really too crazy at all. The biggest run was just 10 miles or so, but I was able to get to the point where I needed food and I got tired and that's what I was looking for. I like block training, but I don't think it's for everyone. I don't usually do it as I'm ramping up for my season, and if I do, it's on a small scale and doesn't involve speed back-to-back, just miles in time. So an example of a um, kind of a big block early in the season, like right now, if my calf would heal up, which it will, it just takes time. As soon as you start running outside, for me at least, it starts to put a big pounding on the calves. But, um, you know, like 3-5-3, three, would be a block at this point in the season, 8, 10, 8, or if you go back to back, maybe 12, 8, or um, you can reverse it, 8, 12. I usually do the biggest effort early, but um, I've done it both ways before, and both of them are are fine. Uh, just, you know, the, the thing I would say is do your speed and your hardest stuff, just like he talks about in the article first. That way you're not trying to push like speed on potentially tight muscles. You know, you can cover ground on tight muscles and you'll probably have to in an ultra. So it's not a bad idea to play around with it. Just be careful of the intensity. Um, I try not to put my body in a position where it can get hurt from speed or pounding within a big block. And that, that just goes back to what I just said. If you're doing any speed or anything, do it early. I'll walk when I need to, cruise when I can during a big block. I'm not um, married to any particular, you know, you don't have to like run at a certain pace, at least for me. How long it takes me to finish an ultra is really not that important to me. Uh, The most important thing is to have something on the calendar to train for and look forward to for the past decade. For me, at least, that something has been ultra marathons. I'm not sure what that will be in the next decade, but for now, ultras it is. Uh, Use blocks to figure out fueling and explore a deeper sense of physical struggle. Be smart and remember, your body is capable of much more than we oftentimes give it credit for. It's going to hurt. It should if you're challenging yourself in training for and running an ultra marathon. So I found the article, How Block Training Can Help or Hurt Ultra Marathon Training, very interesting and enjoyed um, adding a few thoughts of my own here. Again, this is a conversation, not a lecture. Please throw out any follow-up questions you have to this, and um, I'm if it's I mean I might even use it as a podcast episode so that everyone is able to uh, hear kind of the question. If one person has the question, a lot oftentimes there's more than one person that would benefit from hearing the answer to it. So. Um, Yeah, shoot it out there. And thank you, John Gustafson, for reaching out um, and asking what my thoughts are on this article. I really appreciate you, man, and hope all's well. I hope you liked the episode today. Please share it with someone that you feel might benefit from the content discussed Make sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore John Howard. That's J-O-N-H-O-W-A-R-D. Subscribe to the newsletter at johnhoward.co. Join our happy group. Be made aware of new podcast episodes, product releases and sales, as well as stories of adventure. Live today with relentless courage.